1: Again and welcome to Crime and Music. I'm your host Brian J. Kinsley, and with me, as always, my friend Ben Rubens.
0: Sad, sad day in the podcast studio here, Brian. <laughs> Why is this? You just cracked a beer, and I'm not having you any 7-ups.
1: I'm drinking Mexican Ooh. light beers today. You, you got a little totally...
0: schmutz from your beer on the back of your mic. The, the,
1: nobody cleans the mics. <laughs> just remember that, everybody.
0: Yeah, that's why we got to have a separate one for butt mic.
1: Anytime you go to a karaoke thing, just go, who cleans these? Just nope, ask the nope, guy.
0: Nobody. Give me an answer. Nope, nobody. All right, Ryan's drinking a beer. Every
1: other Wednesday, this man and I bring you a true crime podcast about people in and around the music business and their misadventures and law-breaking. We have social medias. You can find us Twitter, Instagram. Uh, a lot of people have been commenting on the YouTube. That's the number one research platform outside. Well, a number two research platform outside of Google. Did you know that by statistics?
0: Oh, I bet. I I use YouTube for a lot of things. When I need, I know I need a video. Bam! I just go to YouTube first. Plug it in my YouTube search.
1: I pretty much have done most of the DIY around here that I don't know. Like I've burst
0: a boiler pipe and things like that. I look it up on the YouTubes. Oh, I've, I've done all sorts of mechanical work on my vehicles with YouTube. Fixing
1: my car because you can type in specifically your make, model, and year of your car, and some dudes like, "Hey, this is how you change the alternator?"
0: And it works. And it, it a
1: to b yeah, man. At least <laughs> it gives
0: you an idea whether you should be monkeying around with right. it. Right. So. Go to YouTube's,
1: guys. You're there anyway. Look us up, Crime and Music on the YouTube.
0: Yeah, we got a couple people now helping us out fact-checking on YouTube. Definitely do have some fact-checkers. Why? to keep that up? That's awesome. Right on. We're, we got thick skin. Lay Tell us how stupid we are. <laughs> Listen, I got people in my life every day telling me, yeah, I can take it. You're,
1: you, are, you have heard that a lot,
0: I'm guessing. <laughs> how stupid I am? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times when I'm driving, people are yelling, they're they're telling me how to drive or how to drive differently, anyways, or telling me what I'm doing wrong. A lot of times they're right. <laughs> You're going the wrong way around this roundabout. Huh. I thought it was a choice. <laughs> it's a left or right, right? I needed to go left. Yeah, uh, I, I got to get to that one, though. How yeah. do I get. Oh, you go around ar- a circle. About.
1: It's a revolution. Keeps coming back around, around in your around face.
0: Roundabout.
1: Tommy Lee Jones.
0: You ever listen to Yes? Yes. All right.
1: No, wait. I'm confirming. That's the band yes. you're asking me about? Yes. yes?
0: Who's on Yes? yes. The uh, Yes Festival. We should cover that. The Yes? Is there? Is it about Yes? Yes. I do not want to cover that. <laughs> I hate that band. I'm a big Rush fan. Yes. It's amazing if I love Rush and hate Yes. Whatever. The The. We could get into them. The Thes? No, just The The. The band?
1: The band also. All right. Yes. Well, let's start on this one because you're gonna have to guess who this is because it's guess not, who? Th- it's not the guess who it's not the who it's not the the, the. all
0: right now go ahead are oh, you ready me. all right yeah. I, I, if you want to know now, that Bri- Brian was Brian was very excited about this episode everybody like and here he's I don't think he's excited for him no nope. he's excited for me I'm excited for Ben I and and I feel like he's I I still don't know who it is of course oh you'll
1: have no idea who this is <laughs>
0: But he's so excited, and I feel like he's set me up to let me down, man. Very excited to tell you about this.
1: Are you ready to guess the guest?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. She She, is known as the
1: Queen of Shock Rock.
0: The Queen of Shock Rock. Queen of Shock Rock. All right. Freddie Mercury? Not quite. All right. That's Queen and Stadium Rock. Ah, okay. She's also
1: known as the Metal Priestess. Lita Ford. Ooh, you're in the zone, but just a little too far down the road. Okay. She's also known as the dominatrix of decibels.
0: Um, Let's go with Tina Fey. No, Tina Turner. That's not a bad
1: guess, but this girl's a sho- little. Not shock rock. Yeah, this is a little more rocky shock, rock. Not, rock, not shock, Lita rock.
0: Ford. Do I know her?
1: Let's nope. Go. Well, I mean, I don't know. She. It depends on what you know about uh, the music scene of the 70s in New York zero <laughs> well, yeah it kind of harkens back to our sid vicious episode yeah okay yeah, a little bit of that stuff. Right. i don't I- know i don't know if your dad got you into like you know some of the punk yeah, stuff vicious. and punk hard rock stuff of the 70s
0: no i i think I'm, I'm gonna have a tough time with this one i may have heard of her but i don't think i'm gonna be able to name a name here well here we are all have right. you ever
1: heard of wendy o williams
0: wendy williams yeah i watch your daytime talk show all the time different wendy o williams <laughs> <laughs> all right, no no all right Ain't that's the
1: answer the answer is Wendy O Williams
0: of the plasmatics that's a punk rock
1: group that comes
0: around in in the 70s and we will get there okay wendy will- I have a good friend who's big time into uh classic punk rock and and current punk and 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 a little metal
1: this could go very badly then
0: no I bet he, he <laughs> I'm gonna have to tag him up on this on this episode on the on the Facebooks absolutely so he can listen to it May 28th, 1949. And he can fact check everything for us (laughs) because he knows
1: his shit. I've been checking. We'll see how I do. All right. You
0: do good, Brian. Brian, you do very good. Everybody, pat Brian on the back. He does very good. Yay. That hurts.
1: Uh, Webster, New York, USA. Wendy O. Williams is born May 28th, 1949. Two parents, Robert F. Williams and Audrey Stauber Williams.
0: So the O is a middle name? Yeah, Orlean. Okay, it's not O apostrophe williams
1: no like it's o'rourke or wendy
0: o'malley's
1: her actual initials are wow w-o-w wendy orlean williams orlean wow orlean 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 orlean, orlean. 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 All right why'd you have to come and take my man uh her dad was a chemist at eastman kodak oh okay rich right. kid yeah rich kid uh, Wendy really liked the clarinet. She played the clarinet. She studied at the local community college even as a kid because they had a good kids program for clarinets. For clarinets. Okay. At the age of six, Wendy appeared on the Howdy Doody show.
0: Howdy Doody. It's Howdy Doody time. Ah, that's
1: what it was. Uh, she tap danced and she was part of the Peanut Gallery. If you remember, they had a group of kids I who would kind of that sit by stage. I mean, way before my time. Uh, they had a group of kids who would sit like the audience sort of section that they would show on the show, and they were called the Peanut Gallery. And they did stuff,
0: you know. Hey, like, you see you got that Mister Rogers movie coming out with Tom Hanks. I saw that. Yeah, well, that seems good.
1: Let's <laughs> see. Wendy gets kicked out of her brownie troop.
0: <laughs> Brian just blew that. Up. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know anything about it. Good. What are they doing?
1: Are they making it because he was like just to, they're making just the story of Mister Rogers? Yeah, that's right. It's not like he was a serial killer, and then they're like, oh, nobody ever knew. No,
0: I think he was so. a good guy from day one. He. Did he diddled very little mom out of kids. I'm assuming none or else we would have heard about it by now. Well the story's not been told yet.
1: Well, speaking of inappropriate behavior, Wendy gets kicked out of her brownie troop because one time on a canoe trip she was flirting with some boys.
0: Woo! how old? Uh, well, she's 6, eight ten somewhere in there. Flirting with boys. It's called just being a friend. Flirting with boys. You can't flirt with boys at a young.
1: No, and I guarantee you the brownies were not on a canoe trip, because my wife complains about the brownies today, how they didn't do anything outdoors
0: or adventurous. They might have so. back then, though. That's the same thing with Boy Scouts. They just don't do the same stuff oh, they well used that's to true. do.
1: That's true. I guess it was like the 50s. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, remember she liked playing the clarinet? Mm-hmm. So she gets, I remember that. She gets onto her high school's concert band, plays the clarinet at R.L. Thompson High School in Webster, New York. Okay. Teachers and classmates recall Wendy as the shy and pretty
0: girl. Shy and pretty girl on the clarinet.
1: She paid attention to her hair and clothes, and she spoke so softly you'd have to lean in to hear her. Hey, which one's the clarinet? It's the J- it? Jason from Chicago.
0: The long, it's long, and it's like a big flute, but it has buttons like a saxophone?
1: Yeah, it's like a saxophone, but straight, and they're usually made of wood, and they're black.
0: And they have a reed. Correct. And they they don't have holes. They have buttons (laughs) that cover holes, right?
1: Uh, Some are holes, and some are buttons. It's both, I think. Okay. So, she was good at that. She played a little saxophone, too. Saxophone. Age 15. We kick it off. 1964. Wendy gets arrested for? Age
0: 15?
1: Yup. Drugs.
0: Alcohol sunbathing nude. I was going to say boobies. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Just to give you perspective, she's about 5'10", 110. Why is my mic dropping?
0: Oh, it's going to do it again. You got these things on here. Oh, no.
1: Uh
0: Uh-oh, hurry. Oh, they lost it. I I got them. What's going on? I got them. We're good. We're good. Technical difficulties are part of the show. (laughs) It's like our third person, personality. we do.
1: They're still happening. Oh, my God. What's happening now? Things.
0: All right. I think we're clear. All right. The road ahead looks good. If not, just bear with us, folks. I'll probably edit this like I always don't want. Don't edit. People want the wholesome feeling of two idiots sitting in a basement screwing up. People want that. That's what people want. That's what they want. Don't
1: overproduce this, Brian. Speaking of what people want, uh, I don't know why it's here, but we have um, Wendy's measurements. Apparently Jeez. the police report was very detailed. <laughs> 5'10", 110 pounds, thirty eight, twenty four, thirty
0: four. What? get the thirty eight. I don't know what those numbers are.
1: Twenty four. Thirty eight's the boobies. Twenty four is the waist, and thirty four is the hips. I, I, I. Is that good? 36, 24, 36. Only if she's five three.
0: I. I. I I'm okay. Let's
1: just say. Go and work awesome. out tapes by Fonda. Got a motor in the back of that Honda.
0: And I kind of don't want... No- We've had a, we got had a speak buns, huh? to say all this, didn't we? Yes, we did. All right. uh, partway
1: through the 10th grade, Wendy quits and leaves school.
0: She apparently didn't need school. She she had twenty eight, thirty four, nine ninety seven. 97. She, well, yeah, but
1: this was years before Sir Mix-a-Lot was, was picking oh. up girls on the street. So like was that. she a curvy girl? No, basically she just had really good shape to her and big boobies. Okay. Uh, that's cur... Well... This will come back around. Okay. Age 16, 1965. Wendy leaves home for Colorado.
0: Mm. Why? Can't... You ask? No, I didn't ask that.
1: All right. She said it was a repressive household. Quote, I'd rather be dead.
0: Or go to Colorado. <laughs>
1: but shout out to Colorado. And how did she get to Colorado at Hitchhikes. age 16? That's correct. And then when she got there, she camped in a tent.
0: Yeah, that's what you do in Colorado. Odd jobs Wendy
1: would do. She would crochet bikinis to sell for money.
0: And those in the 60s? Correct.
1: Yeah, that that seems about right. She also hitched to Florida where she worked for a lifeguard. Well, not worked uh, Worked for a lifeguard. She also hitched to Florida where she worked as a lifeguard.
0: And she sold vitamins on the beach. Vitamin C. That's what it said. (laughs) I bet it was vitamin C for the hippie hippie tabs.
1: She went off to Europe after a little while. She worked as a macrobiotic cook in London.
0: What in the F is a macrobiotic (laughs) cook? It's based on the
1: pescatarian diet and also Zen Buddhism balance of food and cookware.
0: So what you're telling me is they had stupid diets back then too. (laughs) Yes, they did. Okay. Wendy was also a dancer with a gypsy dance troupe.
1: Uh, She's a topless dancer and stripper. Also, she had an act where she danced around a six-foot Buddha that they called "original." Naked? Yeah. See this on YouTube. Eh. Yeah. You're gonna like Wendy Williams. All right. At one point, she was a server at a Dunkin' Donuts.
0: Dunkin' Donuts.
1: She also studied with a guru in the Himalayas.
0: This girl has. A little bit of the traveling pants thing going on here. Exactly. Or traveling no pants.
1: Around this time, Wendy was arrested multiple times for? Drugs. Shoplifting and passing counterfeit money.
0: Because she needed to buy drugs. No drugs. Well...
1: We'll get there. Oh, there better be drugs. 1976, age 27, Wendy moves back to New York, to New York City this time. She stays at Times Square Hotel, right down there in the scene, kind of, you know, where we were talking about Sid Vicious and Nancy. And so in a very short them.
0: amount of time, she's traveled the f- stinking world and done a crazy amount of weird jobs.
1: Yeah, in 10 years, she's traveled more and done more than I've done in 40 years. Or will ever uh, do. Probably. Yeah. She's in the Port Authority bus terminal,
0: right? Uh-huh. She's
1: walking along. She sees... A show business magazine laying on the ground. It's open to a page that has an ad for a casting call.
0: I feel like if there was ever a movie made for her right after the montage, <laughs> this would be the scene to bring it out of the montage. You think? She's, you know, just kind of staggering through a old bus depot and just happens to look down, and she bends over maybe not at the hips but at the knees, bends with the knees, I bends think. Bends at the knees. I'm picturing she's got, like, a, a mini dress on and uh, an old shirt and one of those kind of fur coats that only go down halfway to the mid drift her hair is a mess fishnet stockings of course i don't think i had to say that and she bends over and she kind of picks it up and she looks at it and then the camera pans into her face where she gets this thousand mile stare a long distance look to her (laughs) and then the next thing you know she's like in a limo popping popping bottles i
1: love how detailed that is yeah
0: uh, it's where night, were we nighttime, at here? nighttime. New York City Port Authority bus station.
1: All right. So she's looking at this ad, right? And it's a casting call for people to, like, perform in an art show kind of thing. There's this radical artist, uh, this guy Rod Swenson. He's a Yale University grad.
0: Sounds like a creeper already.
1: Yeah, well, he's got a Master of Fine Arts degree in conceptual performance and neo dotist art. Just getting creepier, man. No, Dada 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 is dark. And he wanted people to be in his experimental Captain Kink's theater. This is a sex cult. Wendy replied to the ad. Started performing live sex shows the very next week. (laughs) She was a dominatrix, and she would act out scripted sex scenes live.
0: Like, really? Real banging? Hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> From what it reads like.
0: nineteen. Where, s- it's not legal. You can't do that.
1: It depends on the art. You know oh, what I mean? It's an oh, art the show art. because Okay.
0: Well, Ben's story coming in here. Sorry. Oh, Put oh, your cards did. out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I might have told this story. There was this uh, back I had the job of traveling and sales and working with people and trying to make them buy things they didn't need. Salesmen. And one of the ways you do that with dudes is take them to the strip club. Well, oh, I, hate, oh, I hated going to these things, too. I mean, not because I was yeah, against it. Yeah, you hated it. No, it, was, it, it became sad. And, and not just sad for the poor women out there, but sad for me. <laughs> I was just like, enough. But there's this one. I don't know if it's still there. There's this one place in Cleveland. It was a strip club. And their laws in Ohio are such that they can be topless and not have alcohol. Or, no, they can be topless and have alcohol. Brian's looking some stuff up on his
1: phone. Uh, well, I'm just letting you know that Wendy was never topless. Um, we'll get there, but her st- her nipples were covered in just about everything she did. That's oh, that was her thing, sort of. All so right, well, she gets a li- she's a little. F- we'll pull, get there. To to pull tell one your story. To
0: pull one out of Brian, and unlike the covered nipples in Brian's story, my story there were no covered nipples, and but they had another business right next door to him. We'll just leave the, that out for the Wendy O' Williams m- mentality. yeah. Uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> She's not hot. <laughs> that's I mean, a little later. Regardless of those cl- regardless of clothes she's still not that g- it was a little old later in her life. So, he's next door to this one strip club. They had another art gallery where you could sketch the naked models. There was no alcohol there cuz you can't have alcohol at an art gallery, but the the models could get totally nude on every table and oh, this was just Lord. a this was just the front so they could do whatever they wanted. There, that's better. And uh and every table, there was like a little pieces of paper about the size of a, a slip to fill out for your a slip you get for a lotto machine. And like the little tiny pencils you use to fill in your scores in golf, what? you could sketch the models. That's how they got around oh the law. That's how they got around the law is they could. This was not a strip club. This was an, an, art, art, cla- an art house. An art class. Yeah, an art, art class. So this is what she's doing. huh?
1: That's her gig, man she's in the... Well, that
0: makes her look a little bit better. Yeah,
1: I showed you a later picture. Oh, oh,
0: but ugh. All right, enough, enough, No, enough. go he ahead. See, right. You start reading cards again. All right, well,
1: 1977, Rod becomes Wendy's manager, right? Who does? Rod Swenson, the, oh, Yale, Rod Swenson. the Yale grad. The guy doing the art. Yeah. Right, the artist. All right. So uh, he becomes Wendy's manager, right? And he decides he's going to form a punk band around Wendy. And it's called the Plasmatics. Ugh. All right, put my phone down. All right. All right. So now the Why Plasmatics. It's sticky, Brian. Because you were just looking at Wendy O. Williams' <laughs> naked pictures, Ben.
0: She was naked in one of them, though, was she? She was? Never naked at all. We'll, I mean, you could see. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there.
1: The Plasmatics, uh, let's get into them real quick. We'll, all get, right, plasmatics. we'll get there. The Plasmatics. It's a New York City uh, punk and heavy metal band. They came up in the punk scene with like, the Dead Boys and Patti Smith and the Ramones. Mm-hmm. All before those guys were cool, they were all playing around these uh, spots downtown. And plasmatics were there. Wednesday, July 26, 1978, at CBGB's. You've heard of that? Yeah, oh yeah. That's a rock and roll club in yep. Manhattan's East Village.
0: All right, do you know what CBGB stands for? I've i, I have heard. It. I don't know. I can't. Know. Yeah, you, tell me.
1: Country, Bluegrass, and Blues.
0: Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I haven't heard that.
1: So they got the three piece plasmatics down there in South Manhattan about to open up on CBGB's for the first time ever on a Wednesday night. And uh, there's only three of them because. You know, they didn't have time to get a fourth person yet. Another dude, this guy, Grotty, comes in and starts playing guitar. Anyway, not the point. Uh, But because there's so many, there's so few people on stage, visuals become super important to the plasmatics. Okay. So they quickly race to the top of the punk scene because people in New York are like, oh, my God, you should see this. These guys are crazy on stage. This girl's basically naked and screaming and singing because it's kind of heavy, man. I listen to a lot
0: of it, and it's, it's yeah. throaty well, stuff. Well, it's punk, and she right? – she was attractive in her earlier years.
1: Very soon, they start playing four nights in a row, two sold-out shows a night, lines around the block, and they grew out of being able, like, they filled CBGBs to capacity so much to where they're like, we we can't do this anymore.
0: Is that is that still a place down there? Oh think? yeah, it's yeah? still big. I yep. mean, I see the t-shirts people wearing, you know, bumper sticker, not wearing bumper, yeah, mm-hmm. Just bumper stickers. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, you got a CBGB bumper sticker, and then like the wall drug bumper sticker. On, exactly.
1: You know, are we at wall drugs yet? Uh, the stage show included shotguns, like, inside. They'd fire off some shotguns and stuff. Uh, they had exploding TVs that they would blow up on stage. And then uh, a thing that became popular is they would chainsaw their guitars in half and then throw the two pieces out to the crowd.
0: Chainsawed guitars. Yeah. What kind of, I mean, electric chainsaws, you think? No, not then, man. It's the 70s. There's gas-powered chainsaws. Well, I'm sure they have gas-powered. I'm, why saying. don't they have electric-powered? Because it's the 70s. Well, wouldn't that get a lot of... Like smoke in the, like yeah, that's a two cycle, man. Punk, dude. That's probably before it had to be mixed 50 to Anarchy. 1. It was probably at 25 to 1.
1: And key. This guy, Jim Faber, he's a UK pop rock newspaper that he runs it called blew, Sound. Blue blew smoke out the back of the chainsaw. I'm sure about this. All right, check this out. He said, quote, lead singer, ex-porn star, slash current weightlifter, Wendy O. Williams, spends most of the plasmatic show fondling her family-sized breasts, scratching her sweaty snatch, and eating the drum kit, among other playful events,
0: end quote. Hold on, back up. how
1: they describe her breasts? Uh, family-sized. <laughs> <laughs> right,
0: I, I thought that was good, too. I have got to work that into my everyday usage.
1: <laughs> you got that family-sized breasts over there.
0: I mean, I am I'm, I'm a pig, just like every other dude out there.
1: Now, 1979 rolls along. Wendy gets a part in a movie. Uh, oh what what kind of movie ben a porn movie ben wendy stars in candy goes to hollywood
0: oh so she just she, well she was a they, they, he also described her as a porn
1: well that's because i think maybe the strip dancing and the dominatrix sex show stuff so I mean, she was just like you
0: want to call me a porn actress i'm being oh, i will go actress. that way
1: so if uh, the premise of candy goes to hollywood you've seen it tell everybody what it is oh i've
0: she goes to Hollywood, probably well, bangs her way up the, the Hollywood ladder. They're doing a fake
1: gong show kind of premise, like acts would oh, come wow. out and people would like, oh, this is good or bad. Now, Wendy does an act where she shoots ping pong balls across the room out of her vagina.
0: So, you know, the last episode that we did with, uh, who was our, our, our with James it's James Brown. Brown beginning of that episode, they talked about a Bucks party. Buck parties, a yeah. buck, buck dance or yeah, something? Buck dance, that's right. The and I said I was dance. at a Bucks party in Australia two yes. minutes off the plane, This were the guys taking me? Yes, you did. That's exactly what they were doing there. Ew. I swear to God it was. Ew. I walked in, and it was just a bar. Like, picture skips, Brian. This was, it was like long bar, a public bar. And they rented out the back half the bar. There's no wall. And they had Strippers and stuff doing a multiple difference. This guy must have had money, or strippers are cheap in Australia. I don't know, but at one point the girl ping pong balls, and I'm I mean I've been to some heads up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the funniest thing at the end of the end of this story, they got the they got the groom to be. Oh, they got him oh, totally God. naked, and two strippers beat the crap out of him oh, in a geez. pool of jello. Oh, my. They were mean. Wow. They beat, and he couldn't. He's like, oh, I didn't know this. Bam. They're, they're ripping his. They ripped all of his clothes off. He thought that was funny until they yanked all of his underwear off. Oh, and yeah, putting, yeah. And they're just, I mean, they're beating on him hard, and he did not think that was funny anymore. But all of his buddies are pushing him. <laughs> God. All right. I've seen the ping pong ball thing. It's
1: amazing. Wow. The the wildest bachelor party I went to, they did the guys had, like, deer-skinning knives, and they stripped this dude's clothes off, and then tarred and feathered him. So, they used Karo syrup instead of tar, but...
0: Yeah, I wasn't there for that one. No, Ryan we, was with me. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah whose was that? Uh, I think his name was Handsome Jason, or something like that. Mold Jay? Was <laughs> no, it Mole Jay? No, it was, it was Attractive Jason or Handsome Jason, as to distinguish him from the other Jason. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Wait, I'm not Handsome Jason? What are you
0: talking about? I don't... Damn it! <laughs> I guess I could have a lot of nicknames. Handsome Jason's been taken. Yeah.
1: About her past as a porn star, Wendy said, quote, it was just like working in a donut shop, except you didn't wear a paper hat. <laughs> I like that. Idea. Yeah. Nineteen seventy nine. The Plasmatics become the first band to headline New York's Palladium Theater without a recording contract. They're unsigned.
0: So they're the first band to go to the Palladium or the first unsigned band. To unsigned
1: go to the- band to go to the Palladium. They sold out thirty uh They sold out 3,300 seats, and they blew up a Cadillac on stage. That's cool. Yeah. And with that, because I said blowing up a Cadillac, we're going to take a quick break. Quick break. And then we'll go back to the story of Wendy, wow, O. Williams. Wendy
0: O. Williams. It's like a tragic, it's like a little bit of a tragic song.
1: I'm trying to set a mood for her terrible choices in life and being a sex stripper, dominatrix, ping pong ball shooter. (laughs)
0: Uh, There's a whole different kind of beer pong out there I'm unaware of. And we're back. <laughs> so I st- I was back. I don't, I don't know why you're not back. No, I that's a sad little song. Why do we play that song? Can we not play that song anymore? Alright, we can get rid of the sad, sad piano song. There goes the sad piano oh. song. Oh, you're just, it's, you're gone,
1: right. and it's, it's gone. gone. And it's gone. And it's gone. No more sad piano for Ben. And it's gone. It's gone. Alright, you ready? Yes, yeah. this, this is another one. This is where uh Wendy gets gone. Can uh, can
0: we play some upbeat music? Oh, just real quick. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. All right, I'm back. Good. All right. All right,
1: so we're <laughs> back. I'm glad. I do. I want you up. This is a good thing. We're talking about a sexy woman who doesn't wear any clothes on stage. I figure that's right up your alley. All
0: right, and I feel like that piano music might be needed later. <laughs> <laughs> January 19. Oh crap! It. We do need it later.
1: January 1981, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at the Palms nightclub. Wendy is arrested.
0: For drugs and indecent exposure.
1: On an obscenity charge. Okay. Now, she simulated fellatio and masturbation with a sledgehammer on stage. So, she's grinding on a piece of it, yeah. No, she was inserting it in things from what I read. Oh, wow. Yeah. She might have had some clothes on, but so that's what the quote simulated was. But she was, yeah, she's wanking off on stage must be so proud.: The Milwaukee Vice squad got tipped off about Wendy's show from an article in the Milwaukee Sentinel a few days earlier, like, "Hey, this girl's coming to town and you should see what she does.": Hey,
0: Bob, I hear there's some diner downtown that only <laughs> hires big breasted women. We better go check this out.
1: We gotta go check this out." Uh, while arresting Wendy, she alleges the officer grabbed her in a sexual manner, so she slapped him.
0: What What do you mean sexual manner for her? It's anything. Uh, uh, See,
1: they whip 90% naked Wendy to the ground, pin her there, and then start kicking her in the head.
0: That's, so that to her, is sexual, I guess.
1: Yeah, right? Well, and remember, it's January in, what, Wisconsin, she's, so there's snow on the ground. She's, she's 90% naked? Basically. I mean, you've seen pictures of Wendy Williams. That's so I can assume
0: I know what the 10% that was covered was. <laughs> we'll get there. A couple pieces of uh, electrical tape. No,
1: you're ruining it. All right. And then her. And then her manager, uh, Rod, Captain Kink, he jumps in to help out Wendy. The cops beat his ass. <laughs> Audience members also get in on the arrest. They start throwing stuff at the cops. They get some ass whoopings handed out. Wendy said the officers told her, quote, we don't like your kind in Milwaukee. I bet you got a weird
0: sex life. (laughs) You can't even imagine.
1: Wendy said, quote, my face is sore, my chest is sore, my arms are sore. I'm sore all over. I was afraid I was dead in Milwaukee. I was afraid they were just going to open fire, just start shooting.
0: Yeah, well, it sounds like they probably weren't too far away from it.
1: Right? All charges were dropped on Wendy and Rod when pictures surfaced of the cops Kicking Wendy and pinning her down in the snow.
0: I guess uh, this is in where? Uh,
1: Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, Milwaukee does not mean the good land in, <laughs> for <laughs> Wendy, does it? No. It's
1: th- uh, as we said, Rod, he's not like he was up on obstruction charges. They dropped that to... Milwaukee. Milwaukee, land of many lakes. Wendy O. Williams invented the electrical tape over the nipples. Look, that was her. Nobody yeah. had done that before her. Like you said, that's the thing. So Pink, Miley Cyrus, Christina Aguilera, all these posers. Oh, the, it's Wendy. Late to the party. That's Wendy. So when she's being assaulted by cops, just literally imagine her wearing a thong panty and having nipple tape covers. Sometimes, as you saw in the pictures, she's literally wearing clothespins on her nipples, and that counts as nipple coverage. Coverage. So Wendy started it all.
0: I feel like if you had a clothespin on your nipple, it could just, like, pop off. Just, like, bink, bink, you know, just pop off. I guess it depends on the nipple. At least the... The the tape is adhered on, where that's just mechanically being held on. And let's say you, like, stretch your back out and push your boobs Boom. out a little bit. Pop I off. can see it pulling the skin away, and you just go, bing!
1: I feel like she just had, like, a nice hearty nipple that could take a pin in, you know. All right. The next night, Wendy's in Cleveland,
0: Ohio. Does she have any kids? Was she? Did she breastfeed? No. Nope. Was she a lactivist?
1: No, she's not, but she is a, a vegan and a staunch vegetarian.
0: Well, I think... One thing is the other. Well, there you go. A, ve- a vegetarian. Not all vegans are vegetarian. No, not all, veg- not all, not vegetarians, all vegetarians are, are vegans. vegans.
1: Some of them are smart. Oh. Uh, no, she's the next night. She goes to Cleveland, Ohio, right after getting shit whipped in mm, fucking Milwaukee. Mm-hmm, she mm. gets acquitted of an obscenity charge because she was simulating sex on stage wearing only shaving cream. How did she get acquitted? She covered her nipples with electrical tape to avoid arrest. Yeah. That's and they're like, legal. hey, you can't do that. That shaving cream doesn't count as coverage. And she's like, hold on. How's that? And they're like, good. Good enough. Continue <laughs> on.
0: But she'd be well-received in the Bible Belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude.
1: 1981, during the shooting of an appearance on SCTV. You remember what that is? Second City Television? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the Saturday Night Live of Chicago? Yeah. All right. The studio heads said they wouldn't air Wendy uh, unless she covered her nipples. Well, she was always covering her nipples. Well, no, she that one. She had like a shirt on where just the nipple holes were cut out, and like you could see like her whole boob. And she's like, "I'm not covering it." Wendy refused, so the show's makeup artist painted Wendy's whole boob black, and that problem solved. <laughs> like, you don't have to wear a shirt. Boop black. Everybody can make. It's a win-win situation. There you go. November 1981 in Illinois, Wendy is jogging. Because Wendy ran about six miles a day. She was wow. a health nut. Yep. She's jogging outside the Chicago lakefront. <clears throat> and this, quote, freelance photographer, <coughs> what we now call paparazzi, tried taking her picture. Like, uh, it's snapping pictures of her, right? Because I imagine she probably didn't jog in much, to be honest. Uh, Wendy attacked him. Yeah. She gets one year probation and a $35 fine. Ooh,
0: 35 bucks. Well, back in 81. Oh, it's still <laughs> only 35 bucks. I think I had 35 bucks in 81.
1: This basically, this, this chick's a little more hardcore. Like, you're getting that, right?
0: Yeah, she's for real. I don't think yeah. she's a poser.
1: She is for real. In the video for her song, The Damned, which is an aggressive song, rah, 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 you know, Wendy drives a school bus through a wall of TVs that explode. Then she has to climb onto the roof of the bus while it's moving, loaded with explosives, sings for a little bit, jumps off seconds before the bus crashes through a second wall of exploding TVs, uh, and Wendy does all of her own stunts. Wow. She also hung beneath a helicopter on a ladder just to get a couple of good shots, too, so that it was cool. That so, is cool. Yeah. No stunt people. Wendy is a badass. She is really cool, actually, as far as like empowerment and like, I can do it too. And why don't, I don't know.
0: Would you do it? Sounds like she the, not only did it, she did it better.
1: Would you do that with a male artist? Would you make him? And they're like, well, you're not. She's like, I'm doing it.
0: So, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think they'd do it with any artist, but she did it.
1: 1982, Wendy sings a version of a country classic "Stand by Your Man." Oh yeah, with Lemmy of Motorhead.
0: Uh, I with those a couple of those pictures you were scrolling through, he was in there. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I yeah, I know, like, <laughs> I've heard of him.
1: 1984, excellent Van Halen album.
0: If what? he didn't wear the cowboy hat, you'd never know him though. Oh no, you, I, that's his thing. Know. Yeah, he just looked like my dad's buddy, Chris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chris, that you? Oh, Lemmy. Sorry, <laughs> I thought I knew you. I did. Uh, 1984, Wendy releases the Wow album, because Wendy O. Williams' mm-hmm, Wow mm-hmm. album. Now, it's produced by Gene Simmons of Kiss. Oh, wow, well, yeah. Also, Paul Stanley, Ace Frehley, Eric Carr, and Vinnie Vincent make uh, performances on the album for Wendy. They're yeah, like, I'll hey, we'll it. sit they in got with They got you. in on the Wendy, we'll Wendy O.
0: Williams bus.
1: Now Gene Sim- Not the
0: one with the explosives.
1: No, you got to get off of that. Gene Simmons plays bass under the name Reginald Van Helsing
0: on the album. Oh, really?
1: So, <laughs> just to put the Gene Simmons twist in there. <laughs> what an idiot. 1985. Jeez, Doc. Uh, Wendy spends six months starring in St. Louis's Westport Playhouses' presents the Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: She, I feel like she fit right in there. <laughs>
1: it seems like, oh, uh, you already came in costume. That's Oh, that's your street clothes. All right. Well, don't even bother changing. You're good.
0: She probably just showed up one day to watch it, and they right. just mistook her for one of the cast and put her on stage. She did great. You're late. Get up here. Uh the
1: national here, here,
0: hold some popcorn. You're going to need it.
1: Unfortunately, the national tour fell through. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 1986, Wendy stars in another movie.
0: Yeah? What's it? What is it? Another porno?
1: Nah, it's, well, all right. It's an indie film called Reform School Girls. It's about Reform School Girls. It's what you think it is. It's not a porn, but it's like the I, National Lampoon sort of, you've seen Reform School Girls, I, I haven't you? I, I, you <laughs> I think
0: it's on Amazon. You perv. I the show's not going anywhere until I check this out. Oh, dude. Are you going to put it in your favorites? Like, no, is that going no, on no, list? no. No, I just, I was just perusing. No, I was looking. Keep your hands above the table.
1: <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. It's School Schoolgirls, 1986, but Wendy and her manager, like, they didn't like the film right after it came out. They didn't really want to do it in the first place, but the producers of the movie wanted to use three of Wendy's new songs as the soundtrack, and so they cut a deal, and they're like, you can be in the movie. And she's like, oh, okay, I
0: guess. No, it wasn't the It one. Wa- it wasn't the one. Now,
1: if you're on Amazon, feel free to look up Space Boobs from Space. That's an excellent TV show, that low-quality, C- or D-level TV, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that. you have. No, I've
0: never seen that. All right. All right.
1: Well... Speaking of things you've never seen, 1987, Wendy has a part-time spot on the TV show The New Adventure of Beans Baxter.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying New Adventure of Briscoe whatever. What was that one thing? Briscoe County Junior. New Adventures of Briscoe County Junior? Yeah, with uh, Bruce Campbell. Of course Bruce Campbell. Why would you
1: not have Bruce Campbell? I can't believe he's not here today. Campbell Soup is an excellent soup. Bruce yeah. Campbell is an excellent actor. John
0: Campbell might have been a country singer. You I never don't know. I think it was John Campbell. Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell.
1: Glenn Campbell. We'll get there. Yeah. 1988, the last time the Plasmatics will tour, Wendy then puts out a solo album. It's a thrash rap style album, so she invents metal rap. Metal rap. Metal rap. All right. Uh, it's called The Deafest and Baddest, and uh, she didn't call herself Wendy O'Williams. She had to go by the name Ultrafly and the Hometown Girls.
0: Ultrafly. Ultrafly. Some of these names. <laughs> the Some Girls of the <laughs> names are so scary today. You hear them, and they're like, oh, my gosh, that guy must be a really good rapper because I'm scared of his name. Back then, I'm thinking the names are just as intimidating. But now, listening to some of those names are like, that's so stupid.
1: Little Flip, Little Yachty, Little Nas X. Those are scary to you. Well,
0: I did, like, I don't know. Little everybody, John, everybody, the world Little scares Wayne. me. I can barely leave my house in the morning. I'm scared all the time. But those <laughs> names are gonna scare you in like in twenty years. I don't think so. I'm gonna be laughing at them.
1: Ben's afraid to leave his house. Ben watches the news. <laughs> 1991, Wendy doesn't watch the movie. Well, she might because she moves to a very peaceful place, Connecticut. Connecticut. It's for
0: rich people. Her
1: and Rod, a.k.a. Captain Kink, live in a geodesic dome in Connecticut.
0: Oh, geodesic dome. Buckmeister Fuller.
1: She worked as an animal rehabilitator and then Buck, at a food co-op.
0: Buckmeister or Buckminster? Buckminster. Buck, Buck,
1: Buckminster. You can go to the Henry Ford Museum and walk around a Buckminster Fuller dome, dome. house or one of those... Spaceship houses,
0: the the pod the, ones. Uh, the the thing in uh, Disney was one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Epcot. Epcot. Uh, when you went to grade school, with a kid who lived in a geodesic dome. <laughs> who? You can't say his name. I'll edit it. I'm the editor. He had it. It was a geodesic dome over by the. <laughs> Don't you remember?
0: Yeah. Really? What yeah. about his big house there? In
1: Before that, that's when they were building that house. That's where they lived. You didn't always live in a.
0: I have no idea. Anyway, dude. Matt likes and his a lot and his wife. He I
1: wanted a, to see him fight, and at our high school reunion, he's gonna he had some aggression from high school. He's gonna go fight, so he's like, I want to punch that dude in the face.
0: Who's he gonna punch? I'm
1: not gonna say because that might actually get around. This, some of yeah, this will heart will be heavily edited. at, at
0: when at the reunion. Yeah, we all went to uh, after
1: yeah, the high school I was reunion. there. There's some people. Across I mean, there. I didn't go to your high school,
0: but I was there. I know, and
1: drinking and he's just like i can't believe you showed up here i'm gonna punch him in the face man he's like i hate that kid i hate that kid so much you
0: gotta tell and me. then we
1: kept getting like drinks in him, and we're like do it do it and he didn't do it
0: though but write it, it down
1: what who was it it's oh everybody wants to beat and now he's <laughs> so why would you not want to beat him up it's the, only, it's the one thing he did to make sure he couldn't get his ass kicked anymore i feel like he
0: always had that look on his face like like a rat <laughs> like,
1: what <laughs> what i <laughs> <What? laughs> i didn't do anything <laughs> what what my friends are cool. My parents have a lot of money. Uh, yeah. I'm f- 1991. Wendy gets the same kind of attitude. She moves to Connecticut with Rod. What? Well, what well, oh, I Connecticut said Connecticut with Rod. Oh, Wendy said she was uh, pretty fed up with
0: dealing with people. Uh, dude, I get that. That's why, that's why she <laughs> moved to Connecticut. That. She's like, I'm tired of dealing with people. Uh, I've, by the way, been to Connecticut. Yeah, I've been to Connecticut. There's got, people there. I got family live there. You should go to fucking Wyoming. Nobody. I don't think it exists. Nobody goes to it. There's nobody in Wyoming. Wyoming
1: and Vermont and Hawaii. Just listen to our podcast once. Don't Uh, even listen. Just download it.
0: Honestly, I don't think uh, Wyoming has their own own IP address or something. No no Wi-Fi in Wyoming. No. Well, no Wi-Fi for
1: Wendy because in 1993 she tries killing herself by hammering a knife through her chest. That is boss. Now, the knife gets lodged in Wendy's sternum, so she changes her mind and has Rod take her to the hospital.
0: Tink tink, ting I wouldn't do that. I would I'd try to get between the rib right here. By the heart. If I mean if you're gonna make it, go
1: Yeah. She just wanted to go through the middle. Right up the center, right up the gut. You ever try to cut through a sternum? Oh dude. That's a chunky piece of
0: bone right there. I mean, especially if you're like older, it's hard. You just
1: gotta go to the side on the ribs just to be easier. No, ribs are hard. At least Yeah, but you're not going through that straight up sternum. Oh, yeah, you gotta go between ribs. 1997, uh, Wendy, not one to give up. She tries again with the suicide. Um, she tries overdosing on ephedrine, and they
0: find her, and they save her. Ephedrine. Which one's that? Is that a, just an opiate? I think. I um, have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Githron, get on it.
1: Uh, April 6, 1998, Wendy, age 48, dies of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, Ron came home. Found a box that Wendy left out for him. Got, like, noodles and stuff in it that he liked. And a packet of seeds to grow some garden greens. Some massage balm that was good for him. And then a bunch of sealed letters from her. Huh. And so, Rod's like, oh, shit. And he starts searching around. Found her. Finds her body out in the woods. She was apparently feeding some squirrels right before. And uh, as well as... She, Wendy was cool, as we said. She She put a bag over her head before she did anything so Rod didn't have to see, like, the whole... <coughs> Messed uh, scene and stuff.
0: So she wanted to go. Yeah. She. I wonder if she had demons the entire her entire life and I don't and know, that's man. what drove her to she, do the crazy things she did.
1: She had some extreme behavior.
0: Yeah. That's sad. I'm sad. Yeah. Where's that piano at now?
1: Yeah. Well, that's why we erased the said piano. It's no longer there. No. Been sad. We do have a quote from Wendy. This might maybe make you feel better. Now I don't want to look at
0: her naked anymore.
1: Oh. All right. We got a quote. From <laughs> do I have to use my feet? Uh. Can I knock the window out with my head?
0: Wendy Orlean Williams. I like to think of her knocking the window out of a bus with her head. With her head, right? yeah.
1: Well, that brings us to the end of Wendy O. Williams. Wendy
0: O. Williams. Wow, what, I didn't, I didn't, wow. know, I didn't know about her. <laughs> What'd you think? Uh, that was a, a quicken. D- yeah, that, that was a fast one.
1: But did you like the? Uh, did 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 you like the whole sexy girl story? I mean, I, I, I like the sexy other,
0: girl story, and it yeah. doesn't sound like she ever really. I mean, she got into some fights with some people. Yeah. But she wasn't a bad person at all.
1: No, she was just a I mean, James little. James Brown was extreme. beating every
0: wife he had up. That's true. You know, and the guy with the crack pipe burns, and yeah. the yeah. farting in the face guy, and the other yeah. people that are just like shooting people and stuff, and 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 and, and, and he's and and she's it's, it's, it's a, that's a sad story.
1: Well, she just goes down for that whole obscene thing in Milwaukee. Is her big oh yeah, F Y I, and then cops whipping prudes her to the ground. Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Ugh. It was really just a shout out to the prudes in Milwaukee.
0: The prudes, I don't, I don't know the prudes anymore. I don't know, but back then there were a lot of different laws on the books. Right, and you know, yeah, hey, hey there, son.
1: We don't like your kind round here. And Whatever they, your kind would be, I what
0: mean, naked be. hot chicks run around? <laughs> you don't like naked hot chicks? Huh? That's, that's a weird thing. All that's right, dudes, place. get naked. Yeah, they like naked dudes. Yeah, are
1: you ready for this?
0: Well, I don't know what this is. Wait,
1: well, that's the whole argument. It's like, you, do you like big penises, Ben?
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I do. There
1: you go, right? Because when guys go, no, I don't like big penises, you go, and some movie did this. It's like, well, when you're watching porn, you want the guys to have a little dick? No, I want them to have a
0: big dick. You're like, well, you like big penises. Then? <laughs> well, oh, I don't, I, li- I don't like any penises. <laughs> I don't even really care for mine, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nobody I, that, that, does, Brian. That's why I said you like <laughs> big penises. Bum. Yeah.
1: Anyway. All right, guess what? We got some feedback. Feedback. It's actually not feedback. This is an interesting one. Because we're talking about the plasmatics in New okay. York City and okay. the punk scene, yeah. my wife uh, has a relative we call Uncle Chris. Uncle
0: Is Uncle Chris behind the curtain right now? Uncle
1: Chris ready to come out of the curtain back. Nope, he's not here. Oh, so- that was- <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, dude, we got somebody coming in. I don't know. I'm ready. I'm like, making my jujitsu stance here. Ben knows his karate. Uh, not his crazy. Uncle Chris is going to pop out where the dogs keep running. And the curtains are moving because there's a fan going.
1: Uncle Chris happened to be a musician in the 70s and lived in New York.
0: Now, hold on. Let's just back up real quick. Uncle Chris is, is li- literally related to...
2: My wife's, your wife's uncle. Correct. Yeah. Your, cousin, your wife.
0: Cousin, but whatever.
1: Okay. So, Uncle Chris was an actual musician back in the 70s in New York City. He played with people like the New York Dolls and like some punk bands and stuff. He's credited with playing tambourine on some albums and singing back up and playing keyboards and guitars. Okay. So I had a chance to run into Uncle Chris. And because we're talking about the plasmatics, he wanted me to talk about or tell me about Johnny Thunders. Johnny Thunders. Do you know who Johnny Thunders is? No, he sounds like a wrestler. Jo- Johnny Thunders is a prominent 1970s musician, a guitarist, known for uh, being a member of the New York Dolls. And he, later he plays with the Heartbreakers. But Uncle Chris wanted to tell us. Like
0: Tom st- Petty and the Heartbreakers?
1: Correct. So Uncle Chris was telling us the story of Johnny Thunders and, and how he died. So do oh,
0: yeah. have, we got recordings.
1: Go well, check Uncle- this out.
3: All, all right, Johnny Thunders. Well, the down. New York Dolls were like the, the, the first true glam rock, beginning of the punk rock's era. Right? Like the New York Dolls used to play at Max's oh, yeah. Kansas City all the time. Um, well, I was running a club in the East Village called the Continental Divide. Now we would have Walter Lohr would play Thursday nights. Johnny oh, Thunders nice. had Tuesday nights, and their job was we paid them x amount of money. They got a warm up band, or they had you know, and they all got paid. The reality was we were keeping half these guys who were has-beens like Sylvain Sylvain, Johnny Thunders, you know, well war alive by letting them come in and eat against their pay for the night they work. So Johnny Thunders would basically have come in every night for dinner because they're all running smack. They're all they're drugged out of their minds. It's, it's kind of sad, but we actually had these icons of rock and roll in our little shitty club on 3rd Avenue in St. Mark's Place. So now Thunders played Tuesday night. Turns out his whole frickin' band got fed up with his shit. So, you know, just and I'm I'm sitting there with my bartender Rick and Thunders is now down in the dressing room and he's got this he's got he looks like a little rat fuck. He's the only way I can he's like that little rat fucking <laughs> chippy look looks him. Uh-huh. And he's a little nasty, it's all the, the druggy pimples and shit on his face. You know what that look? Mm-hmm. So he's got his girlfriend's coming out and she's carrying his guitar. Now the the dressing room's downstairs, so you got to go through the kitchen to come out. Now, my chef for the night had taken out all the frozen chicken for the next day. So you got eight trays of frozen chicken breasts all laid out downstairs, and they're going to thaw, and by the morning time, they're just about right okay. to go in the fridge. The girlfriend comes out with the guitar, and I'm looking at it like, okay, that's kind of weird. Where's the guitar case? Johnny Thunders comes out. He's with the guitar case, and he's leaning over like it's the frickin' iceberg. He's carrying it. And behind the the the, 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 the guitar case is a trail of chicken breasts coming up the stairs, out the kitchen, and walking across like the cloud. He's got he's stealing all my chicken.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, he's stealing like three hundred dollars worth of chicken breasts at okay. <laughs> wholesale. So I'm like, okay, I go, this is gonna be fun. And Rick's like, I gotta watch how you do this one. I go, uh, you know, Johnny, what's going on? And <laughs> you get paid. He had just like I said, a little rat fuck. I go, okay. Well, let me see how much chicken you got in your case there. What are you talking about? Okay, I'm making it up, but open your case and we'll deduct the chicken you're stealing from me for your pay. (laughs) So this is how I had to deal with Johnny Thunders on a weekly basis. Now, six months later, now Johnny Thunders, um, you're talking icon of rock and roll. He really was one of these great musicians that set a precedence. A guy came over from London. He wanted to hire. He comes in the Continental. He knows Johnny Thunders plays fun. here. So he says, I'm looking for Johnny Thunders, and how do I get a hold of him? I go, okay, what you do? You go down to go down the 2nd Street between a, uh, C, a, d, a C and d across the street from the nightclub The World, and there's a, a, a Country Squire station wagon that's up on blocks, and it's got newspaper in the window. He goes, yeah, what about that? Well, he lives there. He goes, what? <laughs> I go, yeah, look, sir, swear to God, he lives there. And now Rick was working. He's coming into the evening shift. So the guy's like, you're out of your fucking mind. I go, no, he really lives in the car. Two hours later, this guy comes back. He goes, and I look at him, and Rick goes like, he's back. I go, what's the matter? He goes, can I get, I go, give him a beer, Rick. Tell us what happened. He goes, well, I didn't believe you. I thought you were full of shit. So I go, I go down there anyway. I go in this, there's this car, country squire station wagon. I like the really ugly green color with, remember the hideous wood paneling on the side of this thesis of shit and there's all these newspapers on it and he goes it's a fun blocks so I kind of knock on the door like, <laughs> and from inside a woman's voice is who is it he's like my god there's somebody in there he goes um, I'm looking for Johnny Thunders I- is he home I don't know let me check He's like, what the fuck is going on? He's got a wine cellar in the trunk? I mean, it's a fucking station wagon. I have to check.
1: Where could he be?
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, he goes, I he's in I couldn't the guest believe. room. Yeah, he's in the guest room. He's in the, he's in the south wing. Go out to the foyer so Thunder's finally still, you know, the rustling around and all the, the junky kind of noises and shit going on. He finally crawls out of the car. So he's leaning against the car. You ever see the junky lean when they're still high? They're like, <laughs> and they just kind of, they lean, and they don't really fall down, and they go the other way. So he's trying to talk to him. He's, he goes, well, what do you want? He goes, look, I got a, a, I got a gig for you in London. We're going to help you record a, an album. And this is all this shit. He goes, so Thunderstyle starts laying out, well, I want this and that, and I want a hotel, and I want this. And he's trying to get his writer in his contract. He goes, he goes, look, asshole, I'm going to give you a meal and a shower and give you money for it. <laughs> So that's how Johnny Thunders went to England and made his last record. Now, a month after Johnny got back, he shows up in town. He's got a wad of cash. He looks like a pimp cash. You know, he's got the just 20s and 50s and 100s. It's just a lot of money. With a rubber band. But he, yeah, yeah, exactly. He never paid any of us fucking back for anything. Nothing. And then he goes down and you know, he comes in the bar and he's Mr. Big Shooter and they're like, You know, you're not playing here anymore, Hassel. You stole my chicken. <laughs> oh, I can go anywhere I want now. So he goes down to New Orleans. They found him two days later, face down in a pile of his own vomit. I contributed to the death of Johnny Thunders and I'm proud of it. <laughs> Stories from Uncle Chris, everybody.
0: <laughs> I'd like to hear a couple. All these stories from Uncle Chris. He's so got a couple. He's got a couple. Yeah,
1: he was in the scene back then, man, and he ran clubs and played
0: in bands, like I'm saying. So, so. you were, you and your wife were hanging out on the weekend, or on the Fourth
1: of July. He has like. a massive, massive Fourth of July party. They drop like 7k on fireworks for just them. They're on this nice little lake up, up on the west side of. Oh Michigan, really? And uh, yeah, man, that was intense. Where at? Well, where at? I think it's called Leech Lake, I believe. Oh, where? What city? Oh man, I don't remember. Outside the uh, uh, here. Okay, over by Grand Rapids. There area. you go. Yeah, right. yeah. Battle Creek, kind of up in that area, is like right. the close town.
0: So, so that's where he lives. You guys were out there hanging out, and he was just regaling you with some old well, stories of yesteryear. I, yeah,
1: he knows I do the podcast, and he's given me tons of contacts in the Detroit area, like the what mc5 and stuff like that these local like these mm-hmm. bigger bands that made it farther and stuff people are still around and he knows them He's spends on the, with them on facebook
0: and 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 recap who so. was johnny thunder and in, re, in johnny relation
1: thunders is the guitar player for the new york dolls
0: and the new york dolls had
1: influential sort of punk rock band back in the 70s
0: okay all right so so did the new york dolls brush brush elbows with wendy What? oh i'm sure they were in the yeah. same place at the same lot, time doing a lot in the same town Absolutely. doing the same you're, stuff you're in the
1: same area you're in the same world um i'm not going to find exact examples
0: of and that johnny Th- this thunder guy who this is like a mini podcast and a short podcast yeah day,
3: right That's a little thing.
0: bit so he was he was in the heartbreakers yeah he was in the heartbreakers
1: after uh the new york dolls but more famously for the new york dolls
3: but
0: he was the heartbreakers as in tom petty and the yeah, that's, that's the way I understand I'd, it. I'd feel like that's more popular than the...
1: Yeah, but if it's like when John Mayer sets in with the, uh, like the Grateful Dead remnants and stuff, it's not really playing with the Grateful Dead, you know? Well, he played with Tom Petty. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, the band formed in New York before... I, I don't know if you know this, but the Heartbreakers formed at 75 before Tom Petty. So I feel like he was before Tom Petty playing in the Heartbreakers. Ah, gotcha. Okay. And then the Heartbreakers, Tom Petty's like, that's a good backup band, y'all with me now. Now it's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, you know, like one of those things. So like he was James in James Brown and the, 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 yeah, the voodoo right. kids or whatever. The JBs and yeah. all that stuff. Right, right, right. He would just, the Flames and the Swannies, and just like, these are musicians. They're great. Now they're on my side. The <laughs> now magic, they're with me. The Magic Band. The Magic Band. Yeah. Right. So I thought that was great,
0: though. No, man. that was, this, like, well, thank you to uh, Cousin. Uncle Uncle Chris. Uncle cousin Chris. Cousin Uncle. Cousin uh, Uncle, Uncle cousin. That's true. He's a cousin, but anyway. Will Uncle he listen Chris. to this? Possibly. All right. If, 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 if you do, shout out. Thank you. That was fun. That oh, was like, awesome, man. I could listen to a couple of those stories. Absolutely could listen he, to a couple of those He sounds like stories. he has a bit, in, a bit of an East Coast accent. He's, got, he's a Detroiter, born and raised. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, but yep. he spent some time out oh, in New York, you said. So. He did.
1: He's got some New York formative years, for yeah, sure. Yeah, there's some
0: Joe Pesci or something so, mixed he up can tell a that. story. You know? Okay, okay, okay. He's been a
1: bartender, been a musician, been a performer, he's done it all. Cool.
0: So. What do you do now? I don't know. Sits on a
1: lake. Lights off fireworks. Yep, he's got a great fireworks display on Fourth of July. That's what I know. so right. Because we said fireworks display on Fourth of July. That's it for this episode of Crime and Music. If you want to reach out, hit us on social medias. Go to our website, crimeandmusic.com. Scroll down twice. Leave a speak pipe. We'll play on there. If you've got any questions about Johnny Thunders, Wendy O'Williams, The Plasmatics, The Heartbreakers, Tom Petty, and more, go to our website or give us a message, and we'll look into it specifically for you. As they say, never trust a big button a smile. Tootsie roll.
0: Tootsie roll.